Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder First John. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is Episode 8. Today, our section of verses is a bit longer, so we're going to take them a few at a time so that we can savor the rich language that John uses as he speaks of God's love. We'll start in 1 John 4, 7-10. through 10. Those who are loved by God, let His love continually pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of Him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when He sent His matchless Son into the world so that we might live through Him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved Him. It was His love, not ours. He proved it by sending His Son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. John will use the word love, actually the word agape, 30 times in this section of verses. 30. I think it's safe to say that love was central to him. You may have even recognized the words from John 3.16 in a part of these verses. He sent his son into the world so that we might live. It all speaks toward this truth. God is love. I think it's important to clarify that John is not saying love is God. Our God is so multifaceted, and love is a deep part of who He is. Yet He's also just, holy, and eternal. Our world has got it backwards often when they focus on love and make it their idol. Yet John tells us what love really is. He says this is love, that He loved us long before we loved Him. John Wesley states that God loving us first, preparing our hearts, is called prevenient grace, a love that came before we even knew Him or knew of Him. It was His love, not ours, that saves us, grace that came before, prevenient. There are six faith questions that most of us ask at some point in our lives. And amazingly enough, these verses in John give answers to all six. We'll move through these as we move through these verses. First question, why was I created to receive and experience God's love? Does God care about me? God's love is indiscriminate. He loves everyone and cares about every detail of our lives. Am I really free to choose or reject God's love? Yes, love must be a choice, freely given without compulsion. Love was the constant greatest evidence of the presence and work of God in Jesus Christ. Let's continue in 1 John. Delightfully loved ones, if He loved us with such tremendous love, then Loving one another should be our way of life, 
No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor, but if we love one another, God makes His permanent home in us, and we make our permanent home in Him, and His love is brought to its full expression in us. And He has given us His Spirit within us so that that we can have the assurance that He lives in us and that we live in Him. Moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth that Father God has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God, and God lives in them. We have come into an intimate experience of God's love, and we trust in the love He has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. Verses 11 to 16. When we love others, His love is brought to its full expression. Other translations say it this way, His love is made perfect in us. The word perfect here is actually a word that means made complete. Basically, when we love others with the love of Christ, we are completing the love cycle He created us to live. He loved us, pursued us, died for us, we receive that love, experience in a gnosko kind of way, and in turn share it with someone, who in turn is someone who he loves, has pursued, died for, so that they can experience it and share it, and so on, a full expression. So many who follow Jesus stop short of completing this cycle of love. They receive God's love and experience Him, yet are unable to love others, fully stopping the cycle. As much as John writes of God's love, he doesn't ignore the truth. He does say the one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. He has seen it with his own eyes. Those who acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God have come into this intimate love and trust, and they trust in the love he has for us. This brings us to question number four. What is the way of salvation? Love became a man, Jesus Christ, who died as our sacrificial offering, and by believing in Him, we receive the gift of salvation. These are the next few verses. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. I can remember the first Christian concert I attended. Our youth group traveled to another church to attend it, and although I can't remember the group, I do remember the music, the worship, and a song that impacted me to my core. I was a young teenager, maybe ninth grade, and the female lead sang a song based on 1 John 4, 18. 
perfect love drives out fear. I wouldn't say I was a fearful person, but this song spoke to my heart even when I didn't understand why this song meant so much to me. I bought the cassette tape that night and played the song over and over. It just made me feel loved as I listened to it. Later that year at summer camp, the chapel speaker asked some questions. He asked if any of us ever wondered if we were really saved, really forgiven. Was it good forever, or did I need to renew it? When he asked these questions, it clarified my fear, and it brought me to the words of that song, Perfect Love Casts Out Fear. The song spoke of knowing that we are fully forgiven and made pure and new in Jesus. His love is perfect, complete. Jesus took the punishment already. It's finished. If we walk in fear of punishment, of judgment, then we haven't yet come to understand the fullness of his love for us. I don't need to be afraid of being judged because when God sees me, he sees Jesus in me. This is why question number five comes into play. How can I really know that I'm saved? When we respond with faith to God's loving invitation and then demonstrate it by loving others, that gives us the assurance of our salvation. In Hebrews, he tells us he will never leave us or forsake us. One commentator translates these verses as saying, We will have open faces on the day of judgment. For a true believer filled with God's love, the day of judgment is not to be feared but looked forward to. For perfect love will have made us completely like Jesus. Love provides us with no reason to fear the future or fear of punishment from God. This brings us to question six. How can I know that God loves me? God's love prompted him to send his unique and beautiful son to the earth to be our savior. He offers to everyone the invitation to experience even deeper measures of his love. And he gives us his Holy Spirit as confirmation that he loves and cherishes us and gives us the power to love others. The final two verses of this chapter tell us, Anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred toward another believer. This makes him a phony, because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? For he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to others. 1 John 4, 20 and 21. Someone might say, I want to love God more. I want to grow in my love for him. But how can I love a God who is invisible? And God would reply, Learn to love me, whom you cannot see, by loving my children, whom you can see. I found this quote from Spurgeon who says it this way, To feel God's love is very precious, but to believe when you don't feel it, that's the noblest. We don't feel love as the books or movies sometimes tell us we should. Sometimes that feeling is beyond us. 
That's when we remember faith. Has love ever held fear for you? Have you ever questioned where that came from? I encourage you to spend time in Ephesians 3, 14 to 21 and sit and turn over this statement in your mind. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus chose me. Jesus redeemed me. Jesus anoints me. Jesus pardons me. Jesus calls me. Jesus loves me. If love has held fear for you due to human failure, may you remember that you have a Heavenly Father whose love never fails. Amen.